Well, I, I want to express my joy to be in your midst today and to see your faces because we have been praying for you for months. We have been praying for you and expecting this moment when we see your faces. And um, many of you have been to Medjugorje. We've been connected in some ways. Some are good friends from years and years. And, and uh, so those that have not met yet, we have not met yet. Uh, we will have this opportunity to be a family in these days. And it's my joy, my joy and my, my wish to, um, to share with you something from the heart of Our Lady. Our Lady, as a mother, formed her old children. She, she gathered some adolescents. There are one prayer group in Medjugorje. There was in those days. It started in 82, but formed with different groups. The, uh, the one with the visionary, the one with Yelena and Mariana. And uh, the one with the, the visionary, she pointed out the names. And we have 16 names of young people. They were adolescents. They are young adolescents, like 14, 15, 16 years old, you know, all of them. And uh, she also asked Yelena to gather other people. I don't think she so much pointed the names, but they gathered. And Our Lady asked them something that she had never done before for a group of young people to be at her school under her wings, under her motherly mantle for five years without uh, the possibility to either get married or go out of the village so that they may remain under her school and her instruction. And they had to know exactly what the program was and the program that was to become hers, to become hers, so that she could give them to Jesus and they could become, they could belong fully to Jesus. And uh, they had to reflect for like some time and kind of sign up if they would agree to belong to that school. They all, they all signed up. And after four years of very intensive formation, they were so happy and already so transformed that they asked for more years. And they were actually seven solid years when they uh, were under her school. And this is what I will try with my own weaknesses, but God is good, so he will kind of make it up for what is lacking in my, in my sharing with you. I count on it. Hi, Jesus. Do, do your job. I'll do mine. Okay. And uh, she took very, very um, tender people. You know, the adolescents are beautiful because somehow they are grown-ups, but they are still children, and they are, they are flexible. They are very, very tender. And she took that age so that she could form them from day one and give them the full, um, what is necessary, the full um, formation to make them sense. That's the goal. And through their belonging to her. Now, I want to insist on this. And I'd like you to uh, also figure out with your own soul, with your own heart, all life, own self, 
are you, and the question that I pose you now, are you willing, is it your, also your desire to become fully hers? Is it? Yes. yes. I knew I, got, I, would got, I would get a yes. But so we will have this journey a few days together to know a little better what it means to be fully hers. And I'm, I'm very happy to, to transmit the gift that we, we got. We got that gift and we transmit as gift. Um, there are two things that seems to be very important to uh, live under her blessing and her under the blessing of God. So she taught them how to be under the blessing. For example, she said, dear children, you work a lot, but without the blessing of God. It's obvious that what we, it's not what we do that matters. It's the way we do it. And if we do it in accordance to God's plan, if we want to have to, to be part of the blessing of God, which means to be part of his plan, to be an instrument to bring about his will on, on the, in, in, the, in the world. So we can do a lot even for God and be completely out of a, out the blessing and mess up his plans, thinking that we are a good person and a good Catholic. So I will tell you how to be under the blessing, but just for you too. So there is two things I said to be under the blessing of God, and all he is pushing us to get that. And the second thing is to be consecrated, which means to belong to her and through her, to her son Jesus. And this means a lot. This means that we have to work a lot on ourselves because the world around is not in this spirit and the world is demanding that we belong to him. And if we don't, we are in trouble. So are you ready to be in trouble? Yes. Is, uh, uh, um, everybody answer that? <laughs> You're not ready to be in trouble? <laughs> Maybe you are already in trouble. <laughs> I mean, you cannot be consecrated without getting into troubles, persecution, she said that recently. You are facing your, your, yeah, your suffering, persecutions, injustices. It's normal. It's part of the journey. If you don't, then you're in trouble before God. So the consecration. And the two, true consecration to Mary means really in all the domains, in all the parts of our life and our own being, to be totally hers which means to do what she would do at our place, to feel, to think, to speak, to act, to behave, to, uh, as she would do at our place, and uh, to love with a divine love rather than a human love. So we will see all these things. So that at the end of this retreat, God willing, we will really belong to her truly and, and concretely. Now, if we are consecrated to her, if we belong to her, if we are hers, that she, she has this expression, I want you, dear children, to be mine, to be entirely mine, so that I may give you to Jesus and you'll be, you belong to Jesus. 
So that's her call. And uh, if we are entirely hers, with that trust, with that joy, with that complete surrender, then you know what? The good news is that what is hers becomes ours. We enjoy her power. And don't forget that she's the woman who crushes the head of the serpent. So we get that, because what belongs to her is also belonging to her uh, offspring, how do you say? Offspring, and we are her offspring. And that's also the plan, that we really enter that reality that we are her offspring. And we too, with her, can crush the head of the serpent, if we belong to her. She has the victory. Now, if we, if we belong to her, we'll also have her virtues. And I love Little Flower, Teresa of Lisieux, because she felt her weakness. She was a weak little person. She would cry all the time. She was so sensitive. She was traumatized by the death of her mother. She could have ended up a horrible little mess, you know. And she ended up being a beautiful saint, inspiring the whole world. And even at 24, becoming the uh, uh, doctor of the church. I mean, what? And she had that beautiful inspiration, that beautiful insight from the Holy Spirit that I will come to you, Lord, on my last day with empty hands because my only virtues will be yours in me. So she said, the treasure of the mother belongs to the child. And we can make it happen. That all the treasures we find exceptional in Mary, whether his, her purity, her beauty, her strength, her fidelity, her faithfulness, her mercy, her tender love, her patience, her peace. That is all. We admire, we honor her for that. But guess what? It's ours. It's our inheritance. It's for us. And it's her joy to share that with us. So being at her school, we learn how to make ours what is hers. You see, it's a beautiful way. It's a beautiful way. So we'll try to, to get into that. <clears throat> now, she she told several times in Medjugorje, dear children, I am your mother, and uh, I want to accompany you on the way to holiness. I'm your mother, I love you dearly. Nobody can love you more than I do, except Jesus, except God. So give me your hand, I will lead you to Jesus, my son, I will lead you to heaven. Dear children, give me your hand. So I will, in this first part of our meeting today, I'd like you to, to make that move for those who want, of course, out of freedom if you're in your heart, to really give your hand to Our Lady. And in this world of ours, and especially in the West, our values are really crushed down by spirit of the world as never before today. It's a security for us to take the hand of Our Lady. Because you know what, as a divine mother, she knows the vocation and God's plan for each one of us. 
You know, if I give birth to a child as a human mother, even if I love my child enormously, I don't know what's God's plan for this little boy, little girl, unless I have a special revelation. But even though it will never be completely full. From the mother of God, seeing everything from heaven, she knows what is the dream of God, the creator, on each one of us. So when we take her hand, we are sure that she leads us there. And it's a unique way. It's, it's an original way. I don't resemble you. I don't resemble you. I don't resemble you. My way is unique, and she knows it. And she knows through what path she's got to take us. She knows through what test and what blessing and what action and what type of life she had to take us to reach that point when we are fully there where the Lord wants us to be and how he wants us to be. The fullness of holiness that he has prepared for us in heaven, which cannot imagine a better happiness than this one. So we should, she'll take us by hand, but we have to respond. We'll have to respond. So many times she said, give me your hand. Because in the latest message of October 2nd, she said, where are you going, my children? And another message said, you are getting lost. You are getting lost. Where are you going? She's warning us. That is, be careful, that's not the way. Take my hand, give me your hand. I'll lead you. Allow me to lead you. I remember this beautiful friend from the States, David. I want to share his testimony because I'm sure he will, it will encourage you to, to, do, to, do, to, do, to give your hand to our lady. So David is about in his 50s. And two years ago, he shared with me his story. Um, at the age of seven, unfortunately, he was um, abused sexually by a neighbor. And of course, as you can imagine, remained extremely traumatized and wounded inside. He wouldn't say, he wouldn't tell anyone what ha happened and give that horrible secret for himself. But as a matter of fact, when he grew up, he chose for himself also. He was kind of drawn there. Uh, a very uh, perverted attitude, a very perverted life. And he himself hurt many, many people and harmed people on his turn. So he was baptized and he had a, a conscience that what he was doing was really horrible. So he conceived in his heart a very strong despair. And this despair grew so much that it became a constant torment, to the point that one day he decided to commit suicide. He couldn't take it anymore. Before the ugliness of his life, before the evil he was doing, before the destruction of other little innocent people he was doing, he decided to finish his days on earth and commit suicide. So after he had carefully organized and set up his suicide, God is good, and sent him somebody who knocked at his door on that day and said to him, let me take you to Medjugorje. That was the day. That was the day. Now, you can do that sometimes. You knock at the door and say, let me take you to Medjugorje. 
that was the, I mean. so he he accepted he accepted the challenge and uh, said that's my last chance so he came and one night in the pension where he was at two in the morning out of the blue he woke up and he was so awake that he thought oh let's go outside for a walk so he walked the street completely alone the, the empty street of Medjugorje and um, and as he was walking he found himself at a certain time before that statue of Our Lady that those who know Medjugorje before in front of the church a white statue of Our Lady you know with her hand extend, extended like this and the other hand on her heart so he got closer looked at her and literally collapsed at her feet sobbing and crying and shouting and all his misery all his despair came out in front of his heavenly mother i can't take my life anymore i need to die anyway i'm a bad guy i can only harm other people I have to disappear from this earth i have enough i want to die i want to die when this kind of expression of his complete despair now at a certain point he heard a female voice extremely clear crystal clear that was telling him david give me your hand and allow me to lead you to my son jesus then he thought well, i'm not so what i i hear voices now what's wrong with me there's nobody around not even a cat and somebody speaking to me what's wrong and as he was wondering what was the matter with him our lady repeated the same thing david give me your hand and allow me to lead you to my son jesus then he understood that the mother of god was speaking to him and he wanted to do what she said to him so he jumped over the little fence that is around the statue and literally put his hand in the hand of the statue of our lady and remained like this quite a while and he was still crying and weeping and sobbing and putting out expressing all his misery i i won't make it i don't want to live i want to die anyway i have too many problems i'm stuck in my problems i want to die to disappear now already for the second time and the last time spoke to him saying give me all of your problems and allow me to present them to my son jesus with a heart of a mother with a heart of a mother here we are the heart of a mother so again he was when he was happy that already would speak to him like this you know the mother of god so he was happy and he did what he, she said so each his problem he had was like a throne into her immaculate heart. He had a deep conscience of the immaculate heart of Mary, how pure she was, how holy she was. So each problem, he entrusted that to her and really literally threw that problem into her heart. And when he was done, it took a certain time because problems, he had a lot. When he was done, he got a certain peace in his heart, went back to, to sleep. Now, when we met two years ago, he said, no, sister, that happened to me nine years ago, which, no, seven years ago, sorry, which means nine years now. And he said, look, 
Since that night, when I took the hand of Our Lady, I never ever fell again in that horrible sin that I was committing all the time. I'm a new man. I'm a different man. Jesus and Mary saved my life, not only physically, I was going to die, but also spiritually. Now I have joy in my heart. My life is beautiful. And you know what? When I took that hand from Our Lady, since that moment, I never quit. I never left that hand. And I don't want to leave that hand because I know myself too well. If I do, I'm done. I'm finished. I'm dead. So she's holding me, and I'm holding her. And we walk together on the way of my life until the day she'll drive me to Jesus, her son. It's a beautiful life. And this guy was very peaceful and happy. So um, he said something very touching. He said, you know, my greatest joy today is to think that I am, I am in the state of grace. I am in communion with God now. And after so many years of hell inside, simply to be in a state of grace, you can't imagine the joy it is for me. Beautiful testimony. Every year he comes back to Medjugorje to thank Our Lady for what she did for him. Now, if I tell you the story, it's because the call is for everyone. Dear children, give me your hand. One day even she said, give me your both hands, which means we're already handicapped, you know. And this, you do that with the little children who can hardly walk, you know, and all cannot see. So give me your hand. Now, I have a question. How can you take the hand of a person you don't see without being at risk for spiritual, um, like, hmm, illusion, you know? So there's a very simple mean. Uh, you might find other means, but a very simple mean that we can do every day. Now, every day we have choices to make and uh, decisions to make. Like, uh, what shall I cook for my husband tonight? And uh, tomorrow shall I marry with, um, with uh, Bill instead of uh, James? That's a big choice. And uh, shall I wear my white jacket instead of the blue one? That's uh, another choice. Now, everywhere, small things and big things, we have to make choices. Now, instead of only reflecting and thinking and analyzing the situation, why not take a moment of recollection? And in that peace of our heart, in the silence of our heart, just ask our Blessed Mother, Oh Mother, what would you do at my place? What would you decide if you were at my place in this situation? And you know what? I don't think I'm betraying Our Lady if I tell you she always answers. She does. She's a mother. Of course, if your question is uh, solid. And uh, if we do that, well, of course, we should not expect a fax or a telephone call. You know, the way she acts is very, very special to her, very discreet and very powerful. She actually seizes our heart and mind, and she kind of inclines them toward the plan of God for us. So when we the, when the time comes for making the decision, we have changed already. She has worked in our heart. And we have all the chances to be 
making the decision according to God's plan for us, to be in the will of God. And if we do that every day for small things and big things, what happens is we slowly, slowly we absorb her ways, her way to think, her way to act, her way to choose, her way to love, her way to obey God. You know, we absorb and we, we, we resemble her. We have her spirit within us and we walk in a really, truly, hand in hand with her. And that's what she taught to the children. So maybe um, we'll have one minute pause now. We can, in the silence of our heart, we can just consider that calling of Our Lady for ourselves personally. And those who want, again, we're all out very free. It's an invitation from Our Lady that we may just say, yes, Mother, today, in this retreat center of St. Malo, I want to take your hand. And I will never quit until the day you pick me up and lead me to Jesus. So, Mother, here is my hand. Squeeze it, squeeze it strongly that I may never escape from you hold. Dear children, today I'm very happy because there are many who want to consecrate themselves to me. Thank you. You have not made a mistake, she said. My son Jesus wishes to bestow on you special graces through me. My son is happy because of your dedication. Dear children, I call you to consecrate your life to me with love so that I may guide you with love. Today, little children, I'm calling you to the prayer of consecration to Jesus, my dear son, so that each of your hearts may be his. And then I'm calling you to consecration to my immaculate heart. I want you to consecrate yourself as individuals, families, and perishes, so that all belong to God through my hands. 
at the end, we will all pray the consecration that she dictated to one of the members of this prayer group, Elena herself. And we used to pray this consecration every day in Medjugorje. Beautiful from Our Lady herself. Now, Our Lady came as the mother and queen of peace. And it's not by chance that she chose, among many others, this name, the queen and mother of peace. You know, today, when you see the world, and especially the young people, your heart breaks, just breaks. And I know many parents that are broken, seeing the emptiness of hearts of their children. You know, today, the world, as Arli says, they explain that, the world, what is offering, it is things that passes by and do not remain when they are not poisoned. So many young people have no access today to the truth, to Christ, to the true face of God. We give them a fake face of God, and they don't want this face of God, and they're right. I'm a complete atheist of that God that we see in the media. But who cares to really reflect the true love of God, the true nature of God, to these young people. So Ali comes as the queen of peace. And you know, in Hebrew, it's, it's good that we, when we have such a strong word like this, the name of Our Lady, we get to the Hebrew root of the word. Our peace is not, you know, shalom, is not a lack of conflict, is not when there is no problem. Then we are satisfied, then we are uh, when the enemies are far, so there is no war around, um, my enemies uh, do not bother me, um, I'm peaceful. No, you're not peaceful. This is tranquility. This is human tranquility, and in one minute can be broken. I have a good husband, I have a good housing, I have a good food, I have good health, I have good children, good work, a good what job, and what, I'm, I'm at peace. No, this is tranquility. Everything can fail you at any moment. That's not peace. Because the true peace is something that no one and nothing can remove from you. The peace of God. And there is nothing above the peace of Christ. So what is that peace if it's not tranquility? The, peace motion, the, lo the word shalom, uh, among many other meanings, because it's a very rich word, means the fullness, the plenitude, we say in French, the, uh, the fulfillment, the, the fullness. When we are complete, when we are complete, when there is no emptiness. You know, when the angel Gabriel said to Mary, you are full of grace, could have said, you have the shalom, same thing. There is no emptiness, there is no hole, there is no vacuum in you. And you know, when the Lord created us, he created our heart and soul so great that in our heart we can contain God himself in all his dimensions. Now, to tell you how great we are, the world cannot contain God, but we can. The human heart is a splendor. It's a splendor. Thank God, dear children, says Our Lady, for the beauty and the, and the greatness of the gift of life. A human heart is splendid. It's huge, it's great. 
can, I mean, the temple of God. But what do we put in it? What do we put in it? The satisfaction here, a little pleasure there, a little whatever. It aches. And our disease is emptiness. And she says, for example, the young people today, many young people today, they seek happiness right in the places where it gets lost. And you know why they seek happiness in those places? Because those places are just available. And they are tortured by the emptiness of heart. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they come from, and especially when dad and mom are not together anymore. There, I'm by chance. I, my elder brother was aborted. Maybe the next one after me was also aborted. I'm here by chance. What's the point of this life? They don't know where they come from. They don't know why they are on earth, and they don't. They have no destination. So what do? What should? Why should they suffer life when they are in a in a difficult situation? They have no. No reason, they have no meaning, they have no way, they have no direction, they have no sense. So Our Lady sees this emptiness, that is a torture, because we are meant to be filled with God. That's the point. He made us at his image so that he may fill our big space in us. And if he does not, we are in trouble. We are deeply distraught. And despair can come so quickly and depression and all that, emptiness of heart. So Our Lady comes at the Queen of Peace today because she sees the emptiness and she wants to fill up this emptiness with her son Jesus. She wants to heal us from emptiness. And this is a great message she gives to the young people. Take heart, I've come to tell you how to be fulfilled, how to be happy. Now, don't you get your consolation in the wrong places with the wrong stuff? And she said, do not give that emptiness to your children. Because Satan is around and he wants to fill up this emptiness of heart. Of course, with his poisons. Instead, dear children, pray and fill up your heart with prayer so that God may be there and you'll be complete. And you know, when you have that peace that is divine, Anything can happen to you. Anybody can bother you. You couldn't care less because when you have Jesus, you have everything. Remember that. When you have Jesus, you have everything. And she came for that, for this good news that we are meant, we are created from top to toe to be, I got it, you know, <laughs> to be really complete and that the greatest joy we can ever have in this world and of course in the, in the other world. So, Halidi who sees this emptiness and this torture, she wants us to be happy, to be fulfilled and this is the way. Now, she needs carriers of peace. She needs us. And she spotted us. If you are here today, is that you've been selected, you've been chosen to be carriers of that peace. And that peace comes first into your own heart. So when we are in trouble, we are conflict, we have wars, we have problems, we have an impossible situation, just know 
that with Our Lady, if you want with your sincere heart to belong to her, to be part of her plan, you know what? She will always find a way out to all your problems. There is not one obstacle that she would kick away easily because you're hers. And if, if she's been able to crush the head of the serpent, it's not your little problem that will bother her. Come on. I mean, she, she went through so much, you know. So when we think we want to belong to her, just entrust her everything, as little David did. Give her all her, your problems, all your hardship, all your, um, like, no way. You know, when we ha you have a block and you say, I can't go ahead now. There is, there is no way out. Give that to her. She'll find a way. And for anything, you know, I, I, would, I can give many examples, but that will be too long. Um, I have to keep going. Now, in our life, back to our heart, you know, Christ is the one, he's the winner. Christ is the one who defeated Satan at the cross and through his resurrection. So, if we belong to Mary, we belong to Jesus. And belonging to Jesus is not a little thing. Now, if we are careful, if we are sincere, if we are really in, a, in the goodwill, we will see that in our life, in what we have and what we are and what we, in what we do, in what we wish, in what we seek, etc., all the parts of our, that makes our life today on earth, we have sectors that are not yet given away to God, that are not surrendered to God, and especially to Christ. You know, I told you that peace is when your heart is complete, filled with God, okay? Because only God can fill your immense dimension of heart. Only he can. No human being, even the, the person who is the most in love on earth, that's nothing comparing to God, what God can bring to your heart. So when Jesus wants to be fully in our heart, he finds locked doors. So, you know, when, when we see Jesus at the, at the tomb, we see Jesus say to everyone he meets then, peace be with you. And of course, he spoke in, in Hebrew, shalom. Shalom be on you. Shalom lach, shalom lecha. And uh, do you want that peace from Jesus? You know, he's the winner. He just defeated Satan by his death and resurrection. He got a high price our salvation, and he's coming to the, look, I got that salvation for you. Accept me, and you'll have salvation. I win over, I've won over all your hardship, all, uh, over your, your, your enemy, Satan, over sin, over death. I got everything under my feet. Will you accept my gift? Accept me. Shalom be with you. So if you say yes, you want this shalom, you get the victory of Jesus within you. But it's not automatic. Jesus respects your freedom. So he wants to get in every part of your life. 
And uh, sometimes, you know, when we go to Mass and we hear the priest say, uh, the peace of the Lord be with you. And then we get out of Mass and sometimes you get the same horrible feelings in your heart. Say, well, he said to me, peace be with you, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I have all these conflicts of obsessions or all that bad stuff. And uh, how come? Now, when the priest tells you from the altar, he's another Christ then. Peace be with you, it's Christ's peace. The same peace that Christ gave to Mary Magdalene, to uh, the apostle, when he said, peace be with you. So how come sometimes we do not get it inside? So I give you an example. The example is a man who says, I'm a good Catholic. And um, too bad, I have no peace. I go, I'm good, I go to Mass every Sunday, so I'm a good Catholic, of course. But too bad, I have no peace. I have no peace because I'm so afraid to get sick. You know, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be humbled. I don't want to see my wife in difficulty. I, and, you know, we never know how a sickness can end up and, you know, all this pain and suffering and injections and hospitals. No, 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 I don't. So I go to the doctor every three days to make sure everything is good and have all these medicines. To, but I have no peace with that. I'm tormented. Now, is, is this guy a good Catholic, really? No, why? He doesn't trust. Actually, he wants to have the control of himself. That's the thing. You know, when he was baptized, he became a child of God. And the beautiful thing when we are baptized that everything that belongs to God becomes ours. We are the family of God. And everything that belongs to us actually belongs to God. So if this guy is baptized and lives his baptism, he's a good Catholic, and this guy fell for sick, if really his, his life belongs to God, his body belongs to God, his health belongs to God, if he's a real Catholic, baptized person, if he feels sick, it's not his problem, it's God's problem because his health belongs to God. It's not his problem anymore. But he wants to make it his thing. I, I don't want this. He takes, the country, takes back from God's hand what belonged to him. And he wants to have the control of his health, of his life, of his future, whatever. And you know what he does at that moment? And this is where we, we have to become aware how easily we lose peace in doing something we are not conscious of. What he does at this moment, saying, I don't want this, I don't want that. He says, Jesus, you're fine. But concerning my health, it's my problem. So please Keep away from it. I am deciding about it. I don't want it, you know. So he pushes Jesus away from his heart because Jesus humbly doesn't force. So Jesus goes out of his heart because he's not invited to be the king, to be the one to decide, to be the, to, to be the God. Somebody took over. And he chases out his savior, Jesus. So, and he creates then his own emptiness of heart. Because if Jesus is not there, there's a what? Emptiness. Now, if there is emptiness, is there light there? No? 
If there is no Jesus, there is light? No. So what is there if there is no light? Darkness? Now who needs the darkness to work? You got it. You got it. So this guy, in pushing Jesus away, creates his emptiness, creates his own darkness, and makes an easy place for these other little guys to come and torment him from inside. <coughs> Devour him from inside. He said, I don't understand. I'm a good Catholic and I'm tormented. I have no peace. <laughs> he created himself, his emptiness and lack of peace. Now, if this same guy says, Lord, it's wonderful. I'm so happy to be baptized and to belong to you. Everything that is mine is yours, Lord. So, you know, my goal as a Christian is to glorify your name and to glorify you through my life. So, Lord, if you want me to be glorify you through a good health, go ahead, give me a good health. I'll be happy. Now, if you have another plan for me, it's fine, Lord, because whether I'm healthy or sick, in both ways, I'll be able to glorify your name and it's okay with me. You are my God and you choose. You have the control of my life. Do your will with my life. Now, if this guy say that with all his heart, you know what happens? Jesus, too happy to find an open door. I can be God in that heart. Let's rush to that heart. And he takes his space. He, he dwells in that heart and that heart get the shalom and the freedom and the shalom because God is everything in it. He has given the control to Jesus. You see the difference? Oh, that can apply for like a rich man. You know, I'm good Catholic, but let's take that also, that aspect of material thing. I'm very rich because I worked so hard in my life and now I'm retired and uh, I've got that immense money in the bank and I'm so happy because now you know I will do what I want with that money finally I will have the, the house of my dream the the cars of my dream and da, 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 da. and this is uh, and this is wonderful because you know this is my money now don't be mistaken I earned it I didn't steal it it's my money and I want to do it to deal with it what I want but strange enough after all these years of working so hard I have no peace now I have all these things how come I have no peace when the minute he says, I want to do what I, I, I will be able to do what I want with this money, it's mine. And that moment, he gets into trouble. Because it's like to t tell Jesus, you know, Jesus, I'm sorry, but this is my thing. Don't ever look at my business, you know, or my, you know, this is mine and I do what I want. Pushes Jesus away, create his own emptiness, then darkness. Then these little bad presences come, too happy to work in the darkness, and eaten up from inside. But if the same guy says, Jesus, look, I have good news for you. Guess what? You know what? All that I have there, all this money that I have, guess what? It's all yours. Do with it what you want. Because, you know, the purpose of my life is to glorify you through my life. And if you want me to glorify you as a rich person, go ahead. But if you want to help yourself with what I have for your plans, go ahead. Because I, I couldn't care less, Jesus. I have you. I will never be lacking anything. Because having you, I have everything. So you get your signature in my bank account and tell, just know that what is mine is yours and help yourself. 
This guy gets free. It can be rich, it can be poor, it can be healthy, it can be sick. It can, anything can happen to him. He's free because he has Jesus. And Jesus can come in all these departments of his life and be happy to be God there, to be the one who leads, to be the master, to be the Lord of this life, you know? Same for, uh, well, we can multiply the example. You know, I, f I am a good Catholic. I forgive to everyone. I'm good, you know, I'm merciful. All my enemies, I forgive them, except my wife. Because then she really went too far. She really, and you know, I'm so hurt. I'm still bleeding from that, you know. And she doesn't, she doesn't deserve. So um, I will never forget and forgive, you know. And, uh, so this bitterness is enough to lose peace. Because it's like, I deserve that bitterness. She went too far. And it's true that I cannot forgive. I'm too wounded. I'm still bleeding. So what shall I do? Instead of saying, she deserves my hatred. She deserves that I, I respond by hatred, that I reject her. She doesn't deserve my. Instead of keeping that, that uh, bitterness as a just thing that I should keep in my heart, I should just tell Jesus, look, Jesus, you know me. I, can't, I just can't forgive. But you can, Lord. So come to my heart and yourself. Put your own forgiveness into my heart because I have none for myself. So put yours. And whatever you put will be mine. I will shelter your own forgiveness. And then I have peace. I've invited Jesus into my problem. And he'll take care. So it, it can apply also for my dear ones. We want to have the control of, on our children, our husband, wife, whatever. But as you see in those examples, if I let go of my control and I let Jesus take over, I'll have peace because I invite him to be the Lord within my life. But if I want to keep the things into my hands, to have the control of all these things because I'm grown up, and I want to lead my own life, then I lose everything because Jesus is humble and he will not be there when he is not invited to be God. And I create my own emptiness. And this is a big problem today, emptiness of heart. Because the society is arranging everything in every way, every ways to do without God. We are so grown up. Ali said, it's true, you have advanced the civilization, but without God, dear children, and you made yourself God in this civilization. So we pushed him away, said, Lord, just get out of here. We are good. We know how to behave. We know what we want. And please don't throw your laws on our society. I mean, we have our own laws and we'll be so much more happy without you. And when we chase the savior, we chase salvation. And what is happening today? It's what is happening today. And our is crying out, where are you going, dear children? You're getting lost. Allow me to help you. I want to lead you to my son, Jesus. So in this pose that we'll do now, um, I will 
I will offer you a little work on yourself. And you can continue this little work. This is why silence is so important during this retreat. Hi. You know, you can see your heart as a house, as a castle, actually, you know, to take the image of Teresa of Avila, as a castle. So in a castle, you have many rooms. And in our castle, some rooms have been so far open to the coming of Jesus resurrected. The, the flow of life of Jesus have been able to flow there. But for some reasons, because maybe we forget, we have never thought of opening to Jesus a few domains, a few rooms. And these rooms, because they have been locked, because we wanted to be in control of this department of our life, whether our goods, whether our health, our sexuality, our um, family members, our work, uh, what else, you know, our future, our plan, whatever. These rooms have been locked. And you know, inside, it stinks. It's dark to all these little animals. So you know what? Today, we are invited to give to Mary. We'll have a collection now. Mary will make the collection. And we'll give to Mary the keys and the chains and the locks that have been used by us to lock those rooms. And we'll wide open these doors so that the light of Jesus may enter and that we may have peace there where there was no peace before. We just have to tell Jesus, you know, my sexuality, I give it into your hands. Lead me there where you want. My goods, my belongings, my jewelry, my bank accounts, my furniture, my house, my car, my boat, my, my plane. It's yours, Lord. Do what you want. I want to glorify you through that. My job, do what you want. It's yours. I'm your instrument. My future, my plans for the future, my studies, it's yours, Lord. Just enter, Lord. Put your light of the resurrected. Put your victory there. I'm sorry so far it was locked to you. I never thought even to tell you, take a hold of that before. But now, Lord, it's going to be yours. So please enter and dwell there. I need your light. I need to be fulfilled. I need your shalom. Come, Lord. So we'll close our eyes and just invite Jesus precisely there where he has never been before. He'll be so happy. You know, there is a beautiful word from Jesus in the Gospel. He said, whoever welcomes a prophet in his quality of prophet, sorry for the translation, I can do it from French. Whoever welcomes a just first in his quality of just will receive a reward of a just. Whoever welcomes 
a prophet, in his quality of prophet, will re receive a reward of a prophet. Now, you can continue the list. Whoever receives Our Lady in her quality of the Mother of God, what will be the reward? I'm not going to give you an answer. You can find the answer yourself. Whoever received the Son of God in his quality of the Son of God, what will be his reward? Think about it. And Our Lady is the one who prepares our hearts to receive the fullness of God. She wants us to be holy. And you know, to be holy is not to perform extraordinary things like miracles, to be full of charisms and to read souls and to, uh, to resurrect the dead and to heal the sick and to, um, you know, to guess the future and all that. You know, you know the wonders also Satan can make them. Now, a holy person is someone who has in his heart the fullness of God's love. It's very different. You recognize a saint at the love, at the charity he has. Divine love, though. Divine love. We'll speak about divine love in, a, in another meeting. So, I remember, you know, God is willing to give everything. Our Lady said, God is willing to give all of himself to you. Open your heart. It's all a matter of our opening of heart. The main word in Medjugorje when you arrive, what should I do to get the grace? Just open your heart. Just open your heart. And if you don't know how to open your heart, doesn't matter. Just say, God, Lord, I'm opening my heart. I don't know what this means, but I am opening my heart. I'm available. Do what you want with me. I'm open. I'm available. I'm sincerely open. Speak to me. Speak to my heart. Be there. And if you open your heart, the grace will flow to you. Our Lady said, this is a time of grace, dear children. And this is my time. Because as never before, she wants to show her motherhood in a, in a generation where motherhood is crushed, is not understood, is not lived. I remember a, a Protestant person She was interviewed by Father Slavko, and she became a Catholic after her coming to Medjugorje. And Father Slavko asked her, why did you become a Catholic after you came to Medjugorje? And she said, because I'm a psychiatrist, and I cure children. I said, what? then what? Why? Because I have the conviction that the person who comes to meet these children, visionaries, is really the mother of God. So why? She said, because, to, you know, she comes and she speaks simple. That's very good for the children. She comes every day. And she comes at the same hour every day. And when I meet these kids who are sick, they lack a mother. The society around is too complicated, too confused. They need simplicity. And 
and they have no schedule. They have no plan. They have no security. Our, the mother is not there. They come home, there is nobody. There is a little note on the table. Help yourself in the fridge. And they get sick. There is no motherhood anymore. And Our Lady comes to teach us what a mother is. And I believe she's the mother of God because she does that. And she became a Catholic because of that. She recognized Mary. And, and Mary is willing to transmit to us that peace. You know, in Fatima, she entrusted to little Jacinta the fact that she was the one to receive the peace from God and to transmit the peace. She's the one to give the peace, whether you're Protestant, Hindu, Buddhist, pagan, Catholic, or what? Because she's the mother of all. She has been entrusted all the peace of the world, and that goes through her. This is also why she comes as the mother of peace. And I remember that um, the beautiful word of Marthe Robin. She's a great mystic from France. Some of you have heard. If you want to know about her, there is a book in English called The Cross and the Joy, and it's published in uh, Alba in, uh, in New York. And she's a beautiful mystic. She's going to be in the altar some days, and she's continuing the mission of Little Flower, who appeared to her and asked that from her. And anyway, she was 50 years living the passion of Christ every, every week. She was stigmat stigmatist. I had the great privilege to meet her. She died in 81, just before the apparition of Medjugorje took place. And she knew what she was talking about because she knew Jesus from, really from the heart. She was a beautiful person. And look what she said. At least she didn't say. Jesus said to her an incredible message. She said, if all the Christians would receive, which is welcome, would receive all the graces offered by God, receive which means put them also in action. Within one year, the whole world will be converted to God. So what happens, I was, I was uh, talking before of the blessing. You know, the blessing is a divine something that gets, that gets from God and is given to your heart, to enrich your heart with divine something. Sorry for my lack of words, but a divine peace of God, so, so to speak. Sorry for this, it's a ridiculous word, but you see what I mean? You know, something divine from God that just get to your heart and get, enrich your heart and make it more divine, more beautiful, more likely to God. So when we receive the blessing, we are enriched and we live in a different way. We are filled with God. So it, it's, it's up to us to change the world. And Our Lady came because she said, this prayer group, if you follow me, if you live my messages, if you do what I'm telling you, if you accept my school, if you accept my love, if you accept me in your life, if you truly belong to me, your prayer group is more powerful. And they were like a bunch of little kids. Your prayer group is more powerful to change the world. So you see what is ahead for us? It's extraordinary. Are you willing to go for it? Yes. 
oh, it's really worth, it's worth the challenge, you know. I'm not telling you it's easy. I'm not telling you it will be smooth. I'm not telling you we'll be spared from tests and hardships and persecution. Our Lady is not that little sweetie, little mommy. Yes, my little darling, everything will be okay. You know, she's not there to entertain us. The last thing she wants to do is to entertain us. And we have not come here to be entertained in a kind of spiritual uh, tourism, tourism, spiritual tourism. We are here to chant and it's bleeding sometimes. Are you ready for that? We will get into tests, but you know, when we belong to the world, the suffering is much more, so my choice is done, you know. But if we belong to Mary, yes, we'll have to suffer. She suffered herself, but what a peace, what a joy. Even at the cross, she had joy. She said that. So we'll see that a little later. So make sure in your life you are really under God's blessing. You're so easy to have that shower of blessing coming from heaven. And what if we are beside the shower? The shower is there, but we have got to be under the water, not beside the shower. And the shower is there, and we have enough grace to change the world. It's enough. They're, they're just not, God is not mean that suddenly in the world today, when we so, see so many horrible things happening, that sometimes we think God is kind of sleeping or not doing his job or not sending the grace we need. He sent, you know, it's a time of grace. We, may, we never had so, as so many graces than we have now in the history of the world. Jesus already says that it's a time of grace and it's my time. But what if we are not under the shower? We are busy with other things. We are busy. We are not in the silence. That's why we, we ask that this beautiful retreat would be in silence, because it's a, in the silence of the heart that God will speak to your hearts. He said himself to Sister Faustina, a talkative soul has no way to hear the murmur of my voice because of the noise. So I know you'll take to heart to enter this silence, even if at the beginning it might be an effort. We will give it up to Our Lady as a sacrifice, and she'll be so happy. She will turn it into good. And we'll see that when we can talk again, we'll think, oh, too bad. We, we enjoy the silence. You know, and we will, you know, if you got some friends in, the, in, the, in our midst, you thought, oh, I have to say hello to that friend. And you refrain because it's a time of silence. You'll see that we approach people in the silence under a different way. And we know the people from a different way, a different approach. And our love increases instead of being frustrated. You'll make all these examples. You know, Marthe Robin founded a Foyer de Charité. It's a center for retreats. And when the, the priest, Father Finnet, who was a collaborator, the first hand of assist her in this foundation, he said to her, okay, Marthe, we'll have a three-day retreat in this center. She said, no, we'll have five-day retreats. Oh, people won't come for five days. They will five days of silence, except the last afternoon. Because you don't change a soul in three days. It takes five days. 
So since we have only three days, we have to be extremely attentive, extremely um, open, extremely loving. So make sure you are putting yourself under the blessing of God, because the blessings are great, they are huge, for this time together. So we saw together that Our Lady is our mother and what she gave to the prayer groups, she gave it to each one of us. What she gave to these adolescents that were so flexible in their young age, she wants to get the same richness, the same gift to us. And this is why she gathered us here. And she's asking that we take seriously over all her offering and her words that we may just focus on that today. I want mother, I want to belong to you. From all my being, from the innermost of my being, mother, I want to be yours because you are mine. You are mine. And everything that is yours, I want to make it mine. The treasure of my mother is mine. I want to take my inheritance. And mother, I want to be yours. You are seeking for my heart. You are yearning to get my heart. Here it is, Mother. So in these following hours, we will meditate on that. And maybe we will um, take in a very precise way all the parts of our life that we want to really entrust to her and uh, to Jesus and how we can step forward in this consecration in a true way. May God bless you. In the prayer group, they would pray this consecration to the Immaculate Heart every day, starting actually with the consecration to the heart of Jesus and then to the heart of Mary. And uh, as I said, we pray this consecration but we work on ourselves so that our consecration would be a true consecration, that we truly belong to her, which means we truly follow her instruction, keep the hand of Our Lady, truly. So we will start with this beautiful consecration to the heart of Jesus. And when you're back home, please take each, each phrase of these consecrations and, and meditate on them. They're extremely deep and they are healing also. When you look at the cross and you consecrate to the heart, the open heart of Jesus, you'll see the grace. You'll see the grace and you'll be detached from our, your bad ways and your bad feelings. And it's a, like a shower of grace and you'll, you'll put yourself under the blessing of God. Consecration to the heart of Jesus. Oh Jesus, we know that you are merciful, that you have given your heart for us. It was crowned with thorns by our sins. We know that today you still pray for us so that we will not be lost. Jesus, remember us when we fall into sin. Through your most sacred heart, make us all love one another. Cause hatred to disappear among people. Show us your love. All of us love you. And we desire that you protect us with your heart of the Good Shepherd. Enter into each heart, Jesus. Knock on the door of our hearts. Be patient and tenacious with us. We are still locked up in ourselves. 
because we have not understood your will. Not continuously, O oh Jesus. Make our hearts open up to you, at least when we remember the passion which you suffered for us. Amen. Consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, show us your love for us. May the flame of your heart, O Mary, descend upon all peoples. We love you immensely. Impress in our hearts a true love. May our hearts yearn for you. O Mary, sweet and humble of heart, remember us when we sin. You know that we men are sinners. Through your most sacred and maternal heart, cure us from every spiritual illness. Make us capable of looking at the beauty of your maternal heart, and that thus we may be converted by the flame of your heart. Amen. May God bless you.